Welcome to Puns and Potions. It's your favorite actual play D&D podcast powered by Patreon and people like you. The book is closed. The end. Finn. The final chapter. And as you kind of stand, uh, Beatrice having read that final uh, excerpt, uh, that whole vision of Berez is already kind of cleared and you're standing in that weird middle area of foggy mist gray sort of drab nothingness and that slowly fades just like a passing wind kind of taking it away until you're actually back in that same sort of rectangular amber walled ceiling floored chamber with a giant table in the middle but this time the uh looming structure of castle Ravenloft that was carved very meticulously out of stone is actually complete rubble there's only little bits of it that are even recognizable and while the room is fairly identical uh and the four of you are standing inside of it you do notice that there is a door on the eastern side and as you stand there and you're just kind of like taking in the entire understanding of this years-long process the descent of your enemy you all level up (laughs) man i should read books more often Strahd is so powerful that his experience just secondhand transferred to us. <laughs> yeah, level nine. Oh, I totally yeah. didn't ask ahead of time because I was like, did I say it at the end of the last episode or do I say it now? Couldn't remember if we actually did it already. I, but, uh, I literally was like, we were waiting oh, for this one. Man, me too. So roll your health. Yes. Uh, hit die plus con. Of course, you can uh, take at least half if you roll less than half, uh, as is standard house rules. I just got 14 on my hit die. That's after your con, presumably. After my con, yeah. I got an okay. 11 plus like, 3. You, you can't roll a 14 on a d12. No. That's not how that works. That actually just broke me into triple dig. To clar- wow. To cl- That's crazy. To clarify, you said if mm-hmm. you get less than half, do you bring it up to half or do you re-roll? You bring it up to half. So for you, it would be a four. Mm. So happy. Oh, I'm so happy. Oh. 101, baby. Um, okay. Also, then with the level... No, just kidding. I have to do this at long rest. I will switch your... The infusion to the sword. Adam, is that still what you want instead of the axe? Uh, yeah, I said I was going to do the math a long time ago, but I didn't. I think... It averages out to where the longsword is better, even though in my heart of hearts I want the biggest swinging weapon. But okay. This this is this will work. I I will switch okay. it if you'll want to do that. Yeah. I will say in raw volume the axe is probably bigger, but the the longsword of unnatural strength is not something to scoff at. It is quite large and brutal. So. Well, it also increases. Yeah, it increases my strength. So that's hard to yeah. hard to beat. Our proficiency just went up, though, with 9-2. Indeed it did. Good so point. we get a proficiency bonus? Yeah, your proficiency bonus was plus okay. 3. And now it's 4. Okay. Correct. That's a big... That, I mean, it's a, that's, you know... It's a pretty big difference, yeah. That's Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, and some, some of you might be getting new spells and things. There's a lot of stuff happening at level 9, you know? Mine was relatively easy. <laughs> um, I have a question, and it's something that I think I might have been messing up the whole campaign. Okay, hit me. How many spells do I get to know? Do you prepare? I can know all of the ones that clerics know, correct? 
you know them all. Yes. But However, when you take a long rest, the amount that you prepare. Yes. How many is that is per spell slot? Equal to your wisdom modifier plus your level. Okay. I've been doing just the same thing. Like I like I started with like four cantrips that I knew. Well, you do have four cantrips. That's true. That doesn't okay. count account against your however many spells okay. you can prepare. The cantrip is kind of its own thing. Okay, so I can have four cantrips. Yep. Okay. And then what's your wisdom modifier? My wisdom modifier. I think it's a plus three. It is a plus three, correct. So you can prepare 12 spells. Doesn't mean that you, those are the, like, you know, you have to use them all or anything. But they have to be 12 in every sense of the word. Yes. Correct. So what I you prepare. You only get 12 per day that you know off the top of your head. So I have, okay, so I have check marks. I have 12 check marks and I can check off whichever spell slots I want. You can use one, you can use one of those 12 spells for all of your slots, upcasting, all that kind of stuff. Um, or you can use them in any combination that you want, as long as you don't exceed the amount of spell slots that you have in a day. Depending on my spell slots, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. I get four level ones to use, three level twos to use, three level threes to use, and two level fours to use. But it's changed now since we just leveled up, correct? Correct. So now you have three level fours and one level five. Nice. Okay, very exciting. Um, you're saying that I can use those 12 spells all throughout the different slots that I have. As long as they are of the appropriate level. Okay. Like cool. if you have a first if you have a first level spell in that list of 12. Yeah. You could use all your first, second, third, fourth and fifth level slots to cast it. You could be slinging it all the time. But that might not be an effective use. It just depends on how you want to play it. Okay, interesting. Okay, that's a game. If it's a fifth level spell, about. obviously you can only cast so it once, once because you only have one fifth level yeah. slot. But I do have 12 spells to bring. And if I brought all correct. 12 five levels, I could only use one of them. You can still only use one. Yeah, correct. <laughs> okay, good to know. Now I understand. Sorry, my brain was like, what? Does the, the table that is ruined that was once the masterpiece that was the exact replica of whatever does that look like it is destroyed by means that i did when i went through the table or does it look like this is a completely different scene almost yeah no it looks completely different i mean when you like burrowed into it to try and get the book out before you did that whole thing in doing so you weren't destroying the structure to this level even if you had created like enough obstruction that it maybe faltered and broke apart it still would have probably broken apart in large chunks as it like tumbled and maybe hit the table or hit the ground. But this is like bits and pieces. I I think after immediately like looking around, I will reach down and grab two pieces of rubble and try and mend them together and cast mending on them. Yeah, that works. <laughs> <sighs> I'm back in business. Boo just like puts her hands on her face and just lets out a huge sigh. You could make rocks bigger? Did you learn a new spell? I mean, with enough time, I, I <laughs> theoretically could mend this all back together. <laughs> Why would we do that? I, I... We, we wouldn't. We, uh... 
we have stuff to do. Um, I will say in in casting mending and putting the two rocks together, uh, when the spell hits your palm and like you're activating the spell and you can feel the magical energy go through it, that's totally normal and it works and it's just fine. Um, but there is a familiar sort of warmth or heat that comes from your palms that is just slightly more pronounced than it was perhaps several days ago and it lingers for just a moment after you are holding the rock and you're having the conversation with the bear it's not distracting it's just a little bit of overflow and there is a there's an inclination of like your feet you feel that energy in your palm is sort of being uh as if by a tiny little thread just kind of being pulled I mean, you don't really have a sense of direction in this place, so it's mostly just in the direction of the door of the room, but, like, slightly south of it. Which would be to the left or to the right? It depends on where you're standing in the room. Well, if you're looking, if you're go past if the you're doorway, looking at the door, yeah. If you're looking at the door, uh, it would be to the right Ish. and slightly downward. That being said... Bear, you also notice that sitting in this room, in that little pocket of uh, uncomfort that lies just below your chest, like kind of in your the mediary space between your ribs uh, and your stomach, it's as if a little tiny thread is being tugged on, and it's pulling you, if you're looking directly at the door, pretty sharply left and downward slightly. I don't know why, but we should go that way. And I, like, point, like, <laughs> through walls, like, not even in, like, in the way of a doorway. <laughs> I agree. Cool. Let's go. <laughs> do, do Selena or I feel anything? <laughs> <laughs> no, you feel pretty normal. I mean, it, you, you have this, like, uh, kind of emotional exhaustion <laughs> from the everything that's going on. But, I mean, you're physically normal. Is there a handle on the door? Uh, there isn't a handle. There's more of just like a carven uh, section on the one side that would indicate like a like a push or pull. It's not written there, obviously, <laughs> in like some ancient site. It's just like a little design, sort of. Uh, the walls and floor and ceiling and, and honestly the door, with the exception of like the uh, edge that you can see the door is like physically fit into, is all very, very smooth, deep orange. Um, I also want to note while we're thinking about it, um, I think everyone in the group has some semblance of dark vision, correct? Yeah, I think so. What What is the distance of everyone's dark vision, if if you wouldn't mind? 60. I think mine's 62. Yep. Uh, yep, mine is 60 also. 60. Okay. Everyone is 60. Okay. <laughs> wow, perfect. <laughs> then I won't worry about it as much. But just keep that in mind because this place is dark so any thing that you're seeing at this point unless you light it uh, is going to be essentially in very 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 faded color and only out to a distance of 60 feet which in this room is not a problem because it's not that big but you're free to do whatever you would like in this moment and having a torch would further increase our line of sight correct because correct yeah you would essentially get um the distance of a torch in light and then dim light, and then you would have mm -hmm. remaining bits in, in dark vision, yeah? Essentially doubling our sight. I don't know how... F f I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if we need a torch, but it might help. I don't know. 
I could see just fine, I guess. I'm going to pull out a torch. Okay. Okay. Bring some color into our life, you know? Um, When you uh, light the torch, are you like, do you have a holster? Are you holding it? I'm holding it. Okay. Um, <laughs> I just want to note that the, well, this is totally normal question. Uh, uh, the the flickering light of the torch does kind of play off of all of the reflective surfaces, which is a very interesting sort of. It, it's almost like a like a circus of mirrors sort of thing. Remind me what's it, reflecting? What's reflective again? Uh, the walls, ceiling, floor, pretty much every oh every structural surface. <laughs> okay, yeah. And this seems to persist even, like, looking down. Well, I guess there's a door in front of it, the hallway. So. Yeah, you're in an enclosed space at the moment. I think I'm just going to walk up to the door and not even just, like, say anything to anybody and just, like, open it up. And <laughs> Okay. Yeah, you push on the door, and it honestly is pretty thin. It's, I mean, it's, it's, lo- it's, it's wide enough that any normal person can fit through, but it's very, very tall. Just as the ceilings in here generally are pretty tall. And you push it over with, like, a heft, and it opens up into uh, a long hallway of which you are on one of the long... It, it's like a thin rectangle, and you're on one of the long sides of it. Mm-hmm. It's about 20 feet across to the to the opposing wall, and you can see that it's about 70 feet long, and you're at about the 15-foot mark from north to south. This door is. On both ends of the long hallway, there's double doors, and then on the same wall that you guys are, there are two... Uh, equally thin tall doors i feel like we should go this way and i just turned to the left and just started walking forward i'm following my little my little instinct yeah okay uh yeah you it's only like i said about 15 feet until you approach uh again all the walls in here deep set in amber reflective uh there is a two double doors about about basically the same tall like skinny uh, width of the door you just went through, but it's two next to each other. Is there like the bar in the middle, or can I push? Can I go through the middle of the both the doors? <laughs> no, you can. Yeah, you, oh, you can do grand entrance right yeah. through the middle. If you really Wait, let to. me check for it, and then boom. Open. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, just swings right open. Uh, in this room, it's it's actually interesting. Of all of the darkness in the other chambers, there are torches uh, in sconces that are illuminating a long table. It's right in the center of the room. And I would say the room is, again, probably like a 50 feet long-ish and uh, about 30 feet deep. But the table stretches most of the length. Uh, and on the table is what looks like a feast. Just like all different manner of plate settings and goblets and even food that looks warm. And there's meats and vegetables and wine glasses and decanters all about. Well, this room is my favorite. We should just stay here, and I'm just going to sit down at the table. Bear, stop. Oh. Don't eat anything. Don't eat anything. Why? There's food right here. I never say no to a good meal. You should say no to this one. What? I totally look like you're going to say something, Eric. <laughs> yeah, I was like, Eric. <laughs> I'm waiting for you guys. I, <laughs> I just, like, yeah, I grab, like, Bear's hand as he's reaching for a drumstick or something. Uh, that was okay. what my brain was saying too. I was like straight up grabbing a drumstick. Because <laughs> it's, it's very well lit. Are there any other doors in this room? There is. Um, not straight across, but on the wall to your right. About 20 feet down, there's another set of double doors. 
other than the way you came in, there's no other doors in this room. Do I do I feel my little pull? Does it seem to continue beyond? Uh, it feels like it's pulling you almost directly left and pretty drastically downward, like through the floor. Hmm. We should find some stairs. Also, while I'm doing this, I'm gonna, or while I look around, I'm going to just like pat, try to see if I can like put my hand on any of this food and stuff. Like, like just like touch it, like a plate or something. Like, is it real? You pass your hand through an illusion of all the stuff that's on the table. But it, nothing seems to be affected by it. The table is real, but the stuff on it is not. I turn around to B immediately, and I my face is just like full of fear. And I'm like, this is my nightmare! <laughs> all this food and I can't eat it? I, I'm having like a tantrum and I'm like slapping everything on the table, like just running my hands down and make it like having to test if everything is fake. Roll a <laughs> shit. Okay, I'll give you this first. Roll a perception check at disadvantage since you are doing it with reckless abandon. Oh my gosh. I mean, I'm, I'll just take whatever happens. <laughs> I feel like I've earned it. And my perception is a plus one, so six. Yeah, you don't really notice much of anything. You're pounding the table, oh and the gosh. illusion, of course, is not being modified at all by the forces that you're putting on it. Uh, and then I'll have you make a dexterity saving throw. Why not? Is this on an, an effect that I can see? No, because you failed your perception. Mm -hmm. That is totally fair. <laughs> uh, is this just a straight roll? Sorry. Mm -hmm. And saving throw is a dirty 20. Okay. Yeah, so you uh you're basically like sweeping stuff uh on the table and then you you start to realize that your hand is passing through like a large section of it and as you're kind of like slamming things just having this uh tantrum or whatever nothing seems to happen. You don't seem to affect any anything. This place is dumb. Let's get out of here. I'm just going to like step onto and over the table <laughs> just to the other side. <laughs> oh, he didn't make me roll. Thank God. <laughs> Seeing Bear do that, I do want to, out of curiosity, just, like, see if the silverware is physical and the food is an illusion or if it's all an illusion. So, like... You can you can tell from his uh, waving his arms uh, that everything, everything he's passing through right. is an illusion other than the table itself. Do we recognize this table? We've seen some long and evil tables at our time. No, I mean, it looks honestly relatively of mundane make even the chairs there's no like fancy filigree or anything the stuff that's on it isn't necessarily nice either it's just out of place i'm gonna touch a torch is that real the torch is real they're up on the wall can i feel heat coming from it mm -hmm. any is there like a nicer chair at the head of the table or anything no they're reasonably equivalent hmm. for your information there are 12 place settings well i've had my fill that was Bear's one and only attempt at humor. It was oh maybe too intelligent <laughs> for him. <laughs> Leave the silence in there, please, Eric. <laughs> oh, I am. I am yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Boom! I hit the next yeah. double doors. Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, no. So you hit the next double doors, uh, and that leads you out to quite a large room. In fact, your uh, range of vision doesn't reach the whole edge it's like a large uh, chamber and you are more specifically opening the doorways up onto a balcony that overhangs a the majority of the room the 
floor itself lies about mm, 30 feet or so and the balcony is actually uh crumbling away so you really only have about five feet in front of you before you hit uh distressed rock and then there's like a like a, a narrow sort of remaining walkway that leads up to a single door about mm, 15 feet on the wall to your left oh god do you have to like wind waker sidle like is it like that small yeah it's pretty small oh uh the things that you can see features of this room other than you know the the floor about 30 feet below you is uh, about five feet south of where the balcony would have been in its full construction where you can kind of estimate the block is there's a pillar that connects the floor to the high vaulted ceiling uh, in front of you, past all the destruction, is a large statue of a hooded figure. Can't see its face. Looks like it's holding its hands out in an arcane gesture. And then on the other side of that statue is a balcony, similar in size to the one that you're on now, but it is not broken. It's it's a full rectangle. What's the size of the statue? Um, it is raised higher, like from the floor, higher to higher than the balcony you were on. So I would wager to say it's probably maybe like 45 feet tall, maybe a little taller. And what are like the distances between balcony, pillar, statue, balcony? The destruction of your balcony leaves about, mm, from its widest point, like 20 feet to the statue. And then there's probably another five feet from the statue to the next balcony. And the pillar is about halfway between us and the statue? The, the pillar is actually uh, in front. So where the statue is equally placed, like directly between the two balconies, the pillar is further down into the room. Mm. Mm. Oh, we're coming in on like the side of the statue. We're like... Yeah, it's like at an angle away, yeah, yeah. like 45 away from the statue. And it's quite narrow. It's It's not like this huge stone support system. Okay, so we're so we're on a piece of balcony. There's another balcony to our left, right, that has a door. Well, like uh, the balcony across. you're on has a has a door oh, okay. on the left. Gotcha. The other balcony is straight ahead. Other balcony is straight ahead. Gap. Yeah. Can we see the floor if there are doors on the floor from where we're standing? You would be able to see there is a make a perception check. Gladly. Yeah, twenty four. You would be able to see pretty distinctly that bel- the balcony. Uh, in front of you, not the one you're on, but the one all across the way. Underneath of it, along the wall, is a set of double doors. But any other notable structure in the large room is outside of your range of vision, okay. either because of the angle that you can see things or because of the lighting situation. I kind of want to go down. I mean, there's a door right here. We might as well peek into it, though, really quick, right? I I just like mid sentence I turn around and I run back into the room that we just came from, and I'm gonna grab a torch off the off the wall and I'm gonna come back to the balcony. I'm gonna throw it down into the lower floor. Okay. Yeah. Uh, give me a just like a athletics check. Hmm. Oh man. <laughs> uh, eighteen, which is a low roll for me. Okay. Um, yeah, you chuck it pretty good, and it does make its way. Uh, you're you're going like for the center of the room, essentially. Yeah. Okay. Not like along a wall. Well, it was it was more like just I guess down between us and the statue. Like it was just. Oh, like... okay. I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. 
which I guess yeah, is so, sort of the middle of the room, you know. Well, yeah, the room extends. Yeah, you can tell the room extends uh, south further than you can see. So that's why I was. Yeah, I guess I wouldn't just throw it like into the middle, like I guess more in front of the statue than between me and the statue. Okay. Yeah, you you throw the torch, uh, and you can start to see that the uh, the big chamber is again kind of like rectangular, and on you're at the north side of it. Let's say at the south side of it, there are two large uh, staircases that go basically straight up to about the same level you're on, but you know way down on the other side of the room. And a uh, cross section between the middle of the room, there is. Uh, basically like a arched hallway that connects on both the left side and the right side of this lower level middle room. I told you we'd get to the details later. Well, that time is now. This mix of dice and bad jokes is an actual play D&D podcast run by five Twitch streamers gone rogue, prepared to bring you lovable characters, meaningful narrative, and more laughs than you signed up for, but it can't exist on its own. Puns and Potions is made possible by the loving support of our supporters over on Patreon. From perks such as getting ad-free episodes, early access, exclusive merch, and personal shoutouts, you too can reap the benefits of a loving patronage to this very podcast over at patreon.com slash potions. That's puns A-N-D potions. For just one singular dollar a month, you can keep this fantasy alive. Now, to our other sponsors. For us at Puns and Potions, community is a big part of what we wish to represent, and one friend and community member I want to throw at you today is Astral Dice. Full disclosure, I personally had a hand in the creation of Astral Dice, and it will continue to be a long-standing partnership. But just like the PMP crew, my Astral sets are the only thing I use to roll, and that's the truth. They're a handful of guys homebrewing dice sets out of their homes, because like us, they're super passionate about role-playing games, and can't accept just some mass-produced dice they bought from a hobby shop. They craft new sets when life allows it, and post them online for you to snatch up, or just admire the designs. So it'd be cool if you went and checked out their website, astraldice.com, or followed them on Instagram, at theastraldice. Thanks for the time, now back to the puns. The other notable feature in the room is uh not even 10 feet away probably from where you threw the torch is a large sort of bulbous fleshy uh floating maybe five ten feet off the ground uh just disgusting sort of like some of it is wet and some of it is 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 like pulsing and it has um noticed clearly your <laughs> movement in the room Gosh, and it, it just it. It, it its muscles contract in this weird way that it kind of turns and it looks at you it looks at you not from a set of eyes that a normal creature would have it looks at you from one very very large eye you notice oh, no. that as it peers around and it begins to look at you it's not even just one eye because out from its fleshy body are stalks of eyes about 10 of them 
and it is looking very much in your direction and i need you all yes to oh freak oh, yeah oh boy my bad amazing oh shoot oh um at at this point to i'm go gonna first. say bear you are on the edge of the balcony beatrice is about five feet behind you in front of the doorway selena and Navalny, you don't quite yet know what's going on unless you had made your way out behind them onto the balcony as well. I'm assuming you're still in the dining room. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, I'm so excited. Okay. What's everybody's initiative? Seven. Seven. Eight. Thirteen. Okay. Mine is actually eight because I have a plus one. Okay. Hey, man. Adam just flipped me the bird. <laughs> it's true. I'm going to assume <laughs> that Bear's dexterity is higher than one. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay, cool. So that'll make this a uh, nice little fun start. Um, oh boy. Oh boy. Uh, let's make this super fun. I'm going to have uh, Adam, since you got. No, uh, let's go, uh, Holly. Since you had the highest initiative, I'm going to have you roll 3d10. Uh, don't add them together. Just give me the individual. Uh, don't add them together. Correct. Yeah, just give me the individual rolls. Hey, choosing beams here, buddy. Three. Okay. I feel like that was a good one. Three again. Okay, re-roll that one. Two. Rolled another two. <laughs> right. Awesome. Eight. Eight. Okay. Bad feeling about that one. Yeah. Is it good to be low <laughs> or high? I'm so scared. I can't remember. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, Bear, since you're in front, uh, oh, yeah. you, you, you see the big fleshy thing that we all now know is, is, is some form of beholder. And its little eye stalks are kind of twisting around and one of them lights and this uh, beam of blackish energy with like a silver edging comes straight your way and I need you to make a wisdom saving throw. Oh, that's what I'm good at. Oh, boy. <laughs> Five. Oh. Great. Excellent. And I rolled pretty good, too. So that's uh, 18 necrotic damage. Also roll a constitution saving throw, since it can only see Bear and Beatrice at the moment. Natural one. Wow, okay. Uh, another beam uh, shoots off in your direction, and it lights the room in this kind of like a wavy yellow haze. Oh, no. And you feel the muscles in your body tense uh, on moving. And then let's go Beatrice with a wisdom save. Okay, okay, okay. Natural 20. <laughs> okay. Uh a third beam from one of the eyes uh, shoots off, and it is kind of uh, cycling through all these different colors. It's kind of like a bunch, like a string of blinking lights, and it just kind of gleans off and hits the one of the amber walls. And I'll preface this: it's very similar to the torches in the little room. The light of the beams is kind of casting reflections. It looks very, uh, very interesting, actually, in this wide open room. But that'll bring us to Beatrice. You're uh, up on the balcony, you've got eh, a little bit of room to move on on here. But if you get close to the edge, you might have trouble. The beholder is about forty to fifty feet away. Okay. Um, first off, and downward. I think just like in shock and surprise, I like just like drop the torch and just holy. <laughs> do I see first? Then do I see bear? starting to freeze up or like has been frozen up <laughs> yeah he basically just locked up he's oh, standing right in front of you just well fine plan we'll wait um <laughs> i'm gonna try yeah 
Uh, I will step up to him and touch him and cast Lesser Restoration. Hey. Blinded, deafened, paralyzed, poisoned. Yep. You, uh, you cure bears. Glad I packed that. Oh my para- gosh. Paralyzation. Oh, wow. Thank you, I almost did not. Is that everything you would like to do on your show? Um, uh, okay. So we're, we're on the balcony. Um, I'm going to mm-hmm. use my little 25 meter feet of movement to spread out. Okay. Um, still, I want to, I just want to strafe around part of the balcony if I can. I don't know. You can get about 10 foot at a slight angle if you're staying within the safe vicinity of like the non-ruined bits of the balcony. Okay. You can get about 10 feet away from Bear towards the back wall. You basically be right next to the where it narrows before the door. Okay. Um. Okay. Well then, because was I or like... You can go, or you can go in the corner. Sure. Which is also about the same distance. Where is the beholder in relation to the statue? In the center. Um, it So the statue, if it's directly in front of you, the beholder is basically a straight line uh, south of it. So it's to your right. The The statue is essentially looking directly at where the beholder is. Okay. Out towards the rest of the room. Quickly judging, would, it, would I maybe have enough movement to instead then run and jump off the balcony and go hide behind the statue? Uh, you can, but it's a drop. 30 foot? Is that what you said? Mm-hmm. That could be a lot, actually, couldn't it? <laughs> we have, we're you gonna think? have to get down somehow. Uh huh. Never mind the stairs on the other end of the room. Are the wait? But are the balconies connected, or is the rubble in between? The balconies are not no, connected, you have right? A, no, you have a balcony. Yeah, and it's halfway destroyed, and then there's a gap. Yeah, that's what I thought. That's what I thought. Okay, I'm gonna jump. I'm gonna jump off. Woo! Yeah, I'm doing it. Okay. Be scared. Gotta get, gotta get cover. And, uh, I'm, are you going along? I guess you're going along the wall and behind the statue. I'm the shortest. I'm the shortest route to try and get cover behind the statue. Okay. I mean, right now it's going to leave you basically exposed about ten feet from the statue because you have twenty five feet of movement, right? Yeah. How? Yeah, you're basically going to drop to the edge of the balcony, and then you're still going to have a little bit of room to the statue. Could you? The balcony continues. Could you try to circle around the balcony and then drop down? Either way you face it, you're still That's what, yeah, I'm just good moving to... in an arc, basically. Question, me and Selena are still in the other room right now? Yeah, you're basically right at the door. They they were on one side of the door, and you're on the other side. Follow-up question, do you need line of sight for Featherfall? Yes, which I guess technically at this angle you would have. Uh, let's see. <laughs> Actually, it's five falling creatures within range, so you don't even need to see Yeah, them. I'm going. Wow. I'm just going. <laughs> Well, if you're within range, well, I wouldn't know you're falling, I guess, so. You it's... would be watching what's happening inside, though, right? I'm yelling, jump, be, jump, How dark is jump, it? Like, how be, can we actually see them? <laughs> yeah, my, yeah, 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 you can see them. Okay. It's not that There's far. There's a burning torch in there. It's on the floor now, but. Yeah, the, the places where the action is happening is pretty well. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to reaction. Going. Feather- I'm reaction feather falling that. Beatrice, you are falling gently towards the ground. You are on the floor. Okay. That's my turn. Bear, it is your turn. Yeah, B. I'm going to take like like five or ten feet back, and then I'm going to start running, except I'm going to jump for the beholder. <laughs> Try to just leap straight down on top of him. So he's like, he's like 50 feet away. Oh, I thought he was like like 50 no, feet, including the 30 feet. No, he's like towards the, the middle of the room. Feet. No, 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 no. Oh, okay. 50 feet. So he's even further than 50 feet because he's down some. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. He's got... How far is the statue from this balcony? 30. 
I don't think I can make that jump. <laughs> I don't think I could jump there. I think I could jump 20 feet, though. Is there any part of it that's 20 feet? Like maybe an elbow that's sticking out or like a you, piece of his weapon or something? Or you could go feet. down the the rubble section of the balcony and try and jump from there, but it's going to be tougher because you don't know how structurally sound that edge is. Do you closer think, do you think statue, Bear though. understands the word structurally sound? I'm going to run across that and then leap for the statue. Okay, so first to make a dexterity saving throw. I, I get advantage on them in weird places. I get advantage on decks against effects you can see while not blinded, deafened, or incapacitated. Sure, take it. I, Why not? I don't know when to fight for those or not, you know? Well, my first roll was a 19, so I'm taking it. Okay. And it was plus 3, so 22. Yeah, you're good. So even though there's little bits of rubble and stuff that are falling away, it doesn't actually impede your movement, which is good. And then what your your jump is just basically like, this is how far you can jump. It's not really a test of strength. Uh, yeah, it's if you have the run up, you could move, you could jump as many feet as your strength score, which is 20. So, okay. yeah. So what are you trying to land on basically the arm of the statue? I was going to just try to, like, like, hang from it and drop. Yeah, like, it just use it to slow my fall, like, like fireman pole it, kind of, but that's okay. sounds... Yeah, I'll give you that. Easy. Style points. Why not? And whatever movement I have left, I'm just going to, like, straight at the beholder. <laughs> just... You probably have, a, what, your full movement's 35? 35, yeah. Yeah, you probably have another five feet towards it, because you had to wrap around the balcony and then make the jump. And was that action dash as well no, no no you still have a full dash if you want to dash i mean if he's like there's a five foot gap or he's five feet in front of me no you had five feet of your original 35 left to move towards him and now you oh. have five ten fifteen twenty twenty you have you a 30 um, an additional 30 feet would get you on him okay i'm gonna rage and run straight at him okay cool yeah yeah uh selena is your turn uh you've heard uh heavy footfalls falling actually mm -hmm. from your two companions and some some sci-fi laser noises some <laughs> kind of uh mm -hmm. from inside the room i can't believe you jumped <laughs> how far are they exactly uh beatrice at this moment is uh 25 feet further ahead of you and 30 feet down so what math like no 45 or something 40 feet okay and bear is gone this is like 60 feet away lovely and they're maybe i'm maybe i'm thinking about this wrong you guys are running from this thing no they're running to it they've dropped to the floor that it's on and are getting up to we it we're yeah. going full offense right now <laughs> okay i mean it saw right. us so yeah it shot it's gonna folks, okay? it's gonna yeah. find us I'm getting payback. That's all this is. So it basically ran from you when you tried to attack it and you were like, I'm pursuing. Or what? No, yeah. it's, it's stayed in place. It's stayed in place. He's just far it's away. It's they're just shooting bullets at me. Oh. Yeah. It was making ranged attacks. Ah. Now I understand. Okay. Um. Well, I'm going to follow them as much as I can. Okay. Jump, jump, I'm jump, not going to separate jump, the party. Um, am I going to jump? How far is the drop? 30 feet. Oh. I know what I'm going to do. Oh, no. <laughs> Steps of night, baby. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're fine. fly. <laughs> A ball in, like, jumping okay, cool. and latching yeah. onto you from behind. <laughs> just like last time, I'm leaping down into all these cool spins, and you're just standing in the air floating down the hallway. Elevator music. So are you it putting cool, yourself? <laughs> it looks cool. 
Are you putting yourself basically n- next to Beatrice? Then? Um, that's about as far as you can get. Can I help or you Beatrice go, like, with direction. my steps of night at all? Uh, no, she's already on the floor. Okay, she's been feather followed. I am a okay. So I yeah. guess I'll just—I don't know how far is Bear like eighty feet? Like sixty, yeah, like sixty, seventy feet ish, maybe. Okay, I could head towards that direction, but I feel like I would make okay. a target of myself. There is like a pillar there you could get to. A pillar. Yeah, it would put a little bit of obstruction between you and the beholder. Can you describe the pillar? It's maybe four or five feet in diameter. It's going from the floor to the high ceiling. Okay. It's made of amber. So you couldn't get on top of it? No. You would have to be like behind it? Correct. And how close is that to be? 15 feet. Okay, I'll go there. Um, Steps of night, though, is an action. action. So Um, that's your turn unless you have a bonus you want to Let me see. Uh, volunteer up next, just so you're aware. Yep. It says as a bonus action. Oh, does it? Steps of night? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it is a bonus action. You're right. My bad. Wow, I thought I didn't have a bonus action. There it is. There you go. The most important one of all. Flying. Yeah. Flying. <laughs> you're just... It's the way that Adam is so disappointed in me. <laughs> as... A character who is not only like vertically, but like class challenged to like climb anything or get height or do anything. You make it so easy, and I'm just so. Hey, jealous. man, <laughs> can I see the thing that we're chasing? Yep. So I don't have disadvantage on it. No. How far is it? Thirty feet. Sacred flame. What's the save? Uh, fifteen. What's the type of save? Uh, wisdom. Uh, maybe. Uh, it'll fail with a seven. So roll whatever it's, that is. It's a dexterity. It's a dexterity. I'm uh, sorry. It's still seven. Okay. <laughs> um. <laughs> so I get uh three d eight total. That is after yeah. you're blessed to strike. That's what I thought. While you were rolling that up, Avalon, what are you doing? I'm gonna charge off of the balcony. Yes. Mid jump, I'm going to polymorph into a T Rex. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Just can um, I... is that a large creature or is a, a huge? huge creature? Is that not? Is there not enough room? Uh, <laughs> I don't know how high the ceiling is. <laughs> no, no, you have enough room vertically for sure. But the problem is that you would, you Crush would have us? to occupy yeah the same space as Beatrice probably. Oh no, you could go right along the wall. It's going to put you further from the bowler, but you would have enough room. I'll do that. Okay. Oh boy! Big old, big old T Rex just squeezing in here. T Rex. <laughs> um. So that's your movement and your action to cast polymorph. I'm just gonna go ahead and. Well, I have no bonus actions as a T Rex, right? Unless the stat block says so, which I don't nope. think it does. I'm good. Um. I'm gonna give. I'm gonna give you slight fall damage because you polymorph halfway down. Mm-hmm. So you're gonna take five points bludgeoning to your T Rex form. Okay. Cool. A drop in the bucket. Um, by the way, 17. 17? Okay. Get wrecked. I just let out like a snarl as I'm like cramped into like one end of this <laughs> this big room. Oh boy. Uh we'll go right down the line. Bear, uh Adam, I'm gonna have you roll three D ten. Uh okay. Four. Okay. Uh one. Seven. I'm going to have Yeah, let's just do it in, in, in this order here. Uh I need the T-Rex to make a charisma saving throw. I'm great. I'm... No, sorry. Sorry. Dexterity saving throw. Okay. Dexterity. I'm like a little better at that. Yeah. 
16. Uh, okay, you are fine. Uh, the, a blue beam will just glance off of your scaly form. And then I need uh, Selena to make a charisma save. Oh boy. That's my worst one. Five. Okay. I need uh, you... What is your primary melee weapon right now? Sunstrand. Okay. I'm going to need you to make a attack with Sunstrand. So you roll a d20 and then add whatever the bonuses are to that. So dex proficiency plus two. Oh, the dex proficiency? The- Dex proficiency counts? Dex bonus, proficiency bonus, plus two. And then whatever the roll in the d20 is, obviously. 26. Uh, Willie, what is the AC of a T-Rex? 13. Yeah, less okay. than 26. Yeah, so I need you to roll damage for Sunstrand, and T-Rex Avalon I'll, will yeah. take that damage. Cool. Can I not use the blessed strike? <laughs> no. No, it's a, it's a, it's, you just make a melee attack with all effects that a melee attack would have. Okay. It's okay. It's okay. Great. Yeah. So a, a pink, a pink beam shoots out and hits Selena and then a flare in your eyes and you just reach for the blade and slash the T-Rex without thinking. And then while you're rolling that up, I need Beatrice to make a constitution saving throw. This guy's cocky. He's not even going for me. 27. Yeah, you are fine. I didn't roll very well, luckily. Nine. Yeah. But it's it's slashing, fire, and radiant. I don't think it should matter for the T-Rex. Cool. And then it is Beatrice's turn. How far away is Bear from the Beholder? He is right in front of it. Okay. Within five feet. Okay. Um, How far is T-Rex? From Beholder? Yeah. 25. I'm going to... Okay, yes. I will reach out my hands toward him and speak some arcane words. And you see, like, the the similar, like, bright blue geometric patterns of fairy fire kind of erupt around him and then, like, complete, like, an outline and then suddenly buzz into motion. And I will cast Haste. Oh, bear. Okay, we love that. Yes. Oh, yeah. So, your speed is doubled, plus two AC, advantage on decks, additional action. That's one attack, just one weapon attack for that. Okay. And. Oh, man. With that, um, uh, I'm going to. If, there, if I can get to any cover with the extra. 15 feet of movement I have. I love that. You can tuck slightly back behind the statue. Boom. All right. That's <laughs> it. That's my turn. Perfect. Uh, Bear, that brings us to your hasted turn. I'm just like George in the yeah. jungle when he was drinking all the coffee beans, you remember? <laughs> or maybe that was, Yeah, I think that's right. Anyways, I'm <laughs> going crazy. I'm like shaking in the spot. I'm going to swing at him, I guess, three times. <laughs> yeah. Go for yeah. it. Go for it. Get him. Uh... I'm going to circle around him actually first. I'll sprint to the other side. Okay. Uh, actually, I would rage again because I guess that fell off because I raged while running to him and then nobody attacked me because I was expecting an attack. So I will rage True. again. Okay. Uh, and then I will do you know great weapon master and uh, I guess reckless too because no one's on the other side, right? Okay. Yeah. So. Yeah. 
Oh, right, right. The first one is wow. Uh, eighteen actually. I rolled really bad. That'll do it. Oh, nice. I'm gonna just keep going. Somehow rolled two sixes, so seventeen. Yep. Oh, 17 to hit? Yeah, 17 to hit. No, that'll miss. <sighs> All right. And then I gotta just go ahead and do my third hasted attack with the 26. Oh, I guess I should be minusing five from all of them. So 13, 12, and 21. Just the last one hits. Okay. Oh, dang. But it's plus nine. 11 damage? I rolled a two. Oh, and okay. then rage damage, so which is now plus three, so 14. Okay, so yeah, you basically run around, and as uh, you're kind of adjusting to the speed, you're swinging <laughs> your blade wildly as you're running and missing him, but then as you plant your feet in turn, you get one good fell swoop on him. Brings us to Selena. Cool. Oh, I didn't add plus 10, because it was great weapon master. So okay. just plus 10 to that damage. Okay, gotcha. I'm going to use um, a level one spell slot. Um to use protection from good and evil. And I am going to do that on myself because it has to be touch. Um, Willie's not close enough to touch. Is, it, is the T-Rex close? Yeah, he's within range. Can I make it Willie instead? Her? <laughs> I just feel a little pat on like my back like T-Rex-like. <laughs> right on the wound. Ooh, ooh. You, the creatures that are aberrations, celestials, elementals, fey fiends, are undead, have disadvantage on attack rolls against you, and they cannot charm, frighten, or possess you. And that's about it. That's the big yeah. one. Yeah, I was like, I know I have a spell for this. <laughs> um, okay, um, so that's the one that I will use right now. T-Rex, Avalon. <laughs> just T-Rex, it is you. Um, just for flavor, if it's okay, I'd like to mention that once I transform into a T-Rex, the color of this T-Rex is not a typical, like, T-Rex's shades of, like, orange or, like, grayish, but rather it's, like, a brilliant emerald green with, like, golden stripes going down its spine. As soon that. as I transform, I let out that growl, I get hit, like, in the hind leg on my right side, I feel Selena's touch and feel this like duty in my primitive nature to like take out this evil force <laughs> and know that I'm protected by the powers of good. And I just stomp over like snarling at it. I let out a roar and I chomp on this motherfucker. Go for it. I get an advantage. Uh, it has disadvantage against okay, you. Cool. I rolled a 13. That does not hit. Does not hit. Does flanking matter at all? There's two ways we can go about this. We talked about it forever ago, and then it's barely it hasn't really come up that much. Um, typically, what I'll do for flanking is if it's two people, I'll give you a plus five. But if you would rather roll advantage to for the chance of a critical, you can. For the chance of a crit. But if you miss, yeah. But if you miss on the advantage strike too, you're. I mean, you're out. Would a plus five hit? Go for the crits, man. I think I'm gonna roll again because I have a plus ten to this. Oh, yeah. I rolled a two. That's much better. That's a 28. Yeah, yeah, that'll do okay. it. <laughs> All right. That is 36 points of piercing damage. My God. Okay. Dang, dang. Is it? What size is this creature? Large. Never mind. Yep. Mm. I, just, I just munch it on its side, and I, like, as I release, I, like, yank probably like a bit of its gooey flesh off 
Uh, yeah, that'll definitely definitely hurt it. Uh, Selena, I need you to roll 3d10 and give me each individual number. Eight. Eight. Uh, roll that one again. Two and one. T-Rex, I will have you make a wisdom save. What do you have me doing? Uh, you're rolling for me, essentially. Um, That's a seven. Okay. Well, protection from evil and good, though, maybe. What, it, what does that do again? Uh, is I mean, what is? You can't, if it, if it applies, you can't be charmed. Yeah, I can't be any of those but we'll see. three we'll things. See. Sorry. Yeah, you couldn't be charmed, frightened, or possessed. I don't believe this applies. That being said, I need Bear to make a... What's the fucking save? Strength. Constitution. Oh, I'll take that. I mean... 13? It's okay. Really? Probably not, though. I'm gonna I'm gonna be watching for this, and I'm gonna give you five. Flash of Genius? Flash of Genius. Okay. Let's bring it to 18. Okay. Yeah, so you're fine. However, the T-Rex, as a multicolored beam of light, shoots out and hits it. Um, you are compelled to dance. <laughs> Excuse <Yes>. me? <laughs> wow. I love it. I love it. Uh, the yellow beam that hits, uh, or that goes for bear, goes wide. And then <laughs> I will have you make a charisma saving throw as well, uh, Adam. What kind of dance? Are we talking like salsa, tap, waltzing? Whatever, slide, bro. whatever you are compelled as a T-Rex to, to okay, do. Okay, break I dancing. Got it. <laughs> yeah, uh, 15 on a charisma saving throw. Okay, I need you to make a melee attack. I don't know if I can reach the T-Rex. Well, the T-Rex just took an attack, so. I'm like right by the. Right there. The baddie right now. Uh, Dirty 20. Uh, does that hit a T-Rex? You trying to hit me? It certainly does. Yeah. Okay, great. Uh, deal the damage to the T-Rex. Oh, max damage. Let's go. Wait, full stop. Uh, Let's full stop. You're attacking me right now? Yes, 19 damage to the dancing T-Rex. 19 damage. I'm just like, oh, I'm raging. Like shuffling. <laughs> so 20. Oh, actually, he's dancing. You get an advantage on that attack. Yeah, hope for that crit, you know. See if you crit. Yeah, go for it. Uh, I did not crit. What was the total damage again? Because you're raging. 20. I think it's three now. Okay. All right. Uh, no, it's plus three. So 22. 22? Beatrice. Okay, there's breakdancing T-Rex, that's fine. Um, I'm going to peek around my around wherever I'm hiding, and I'm going to point my finger at the beholder and then raise it to find a point that's 20 feet by radius away from it, so it only hits the beholder, and a bright beam of yellow light streaks toward... This said point in the air and explodes into fireball. Okay. I... <laughs> A point in the air, Eric, is all it says. B can do math. <laughs> B can do geometry. Quick math. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking like if you're going right above the beholder, you would definitely yeah. get T-Rex, but then you just angle it slightly to the side and yeah. you be fine. Make her intelligence roll that she is. Also, I'm like all I'm right, like breakdancing. Right. I'm probably like on the floor doing spins and shit. Maybe I'm out of that circle. Oh, uh, what's the save? It's Dex, right? Yeah, eighteen. Oh, Dex. That's rough. 
Did it fail? Yes. <laughs> exactly 30 points of damage. Ooh. Okay. Dirty. Uh, yeah, you peek around and you do some calculations on the quick fly, less than six seconds apparently, and point your finger and a little bead of light and stops in midair and then just twirls, combusts, uh, catching the edge of the beholder and some of its stalks kind of like shrivel up and are... Uh, its eyes like twitching, its large eyes twitching and kind of blinking. And you can see in the illuminated light of the middle of the room uh, by the fireball, its flesh is, yeah, it, it looks like incredibly uh, disgusting and beat up and potentially not uh, necessarily at a at a full threat at the moment. Um, mm. Following your, following the explosion going off in the middle of the room, uh, the readied action of another creature in the room goes off and you see actually in a point slightly above the beholder um comes into view this um basically like a twirling of like a a little blue cloak and out comes uh, uh like a small human uh man uh, right above the beholder and he falls on top of the beholder and he looks like he's doing like a downward thrust dark soul style <laughs> And lands on top of the beholder, and the beholder, you know, floating in air, kind of takes the weight of it. And as he plunges his blade into the top of the beholder, and he rides the cut the whole way around the edge of the beholder, and then drops the little bit of distance to the floor. And you can see he doesn't quite take the the hit on the floor that great, but the beholder does fall and kind of slump onto the ground. And he just kind of brushes off some of the uh, gunk and like gooey fleshy blood gro- like guts gross from his cloak and he he doesn't straighten his posture but it goes from a little less crooked back like he's still just kind of like a measly old man and you can see illuminating off of the torchlight he just kind of looks at you and he flicks the guts off of the little dagger that he had that he finished off the beholder absolutely kill stealing and uh, as he flicks it it turns into a long wooden staff and he just kind of leans on it and he just, with one hand, twirls like a little mustache. Who are you? Good kill, old man. Oh, thank you, thank you. Yeah, you know, I've been around a long time. <laughs>